Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, and look at us. The moment has almost arrived. As I'm cutting this intro, we are less than 24 hours away from the fiercest rivalry in the West, the 122nd edition of Montana versus Montana State. The Grizzlies, number three in the country. The Bobcats, number four in the country. I'm not going to waste any more of your airtime. we got to get to it. This is our analysis podcast for the week. Two of our analysts... Sammy Kim and Andrew Houghton joined me on ESPN Radio for our ESPN Roundtable this week. Talked for about 45 minutes about the ins and outs of the matchup of this football game in Missoula on Saturday. So you can check that out in a separate podcast. You can also check out my video with Mike Ryder, Riding with Ryder. He's another one of our analysts here at Skyline Sports, former Bobcat player and coach. This one, our two main guys, the two longest contributors to the Big Sky Breakdown. We'll get things started with Brooks Nuanez co-founder of Skyline Sports, my brother, my best friend, and a guy that I can't tell you how proud I am of him and how fun it is to be able to talk football for the masses each and every week. Then we'll hear from Ty Gregorak, a man who's coached in 15, count them, 15 of these rivalry games, 12 at Montana and three at Montana State. Now he's a lead analyst here at Skyline Sports as well as a contributing color commentator to the MTN and Scripps broadcasts of all Big Sky Conference games of the high priority on Montana State. Let's roll. Big Sky Breakdown, rivalry game style. Brooks Nuanez, Coulter Nuanez, right now, Skyline Sports, every day, every season. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. You've been gone all week, so I haven't actually got to get into your thoughts. I've talked to millions of people about this. What uh, What do you think? Just what do you think of the rivalry game on Saturday, Montana hosting Montana State? I was traveling all over Montana for work, and uh, yeah, you were I, just in Bozeman. What was, was just the in Bozeman what for a day and a half. Uh, people were stoked on it. I got a lot of questions, so yeah. I appreciate everyone that walked up and talked to me. Confidence, lots though. of people, uh, less than I thought, which was huh. interesting. See, because I've sort of felt a revived confidence. Usually in this, you, you, between the two main hubs, you can kind of feel one side feeling co- confident or overconfident, the other side feeling like animosity or like they really need it. And I think the best part about this game is that nobody's getting fired, no matter what happens in this. Definitely, yeah. That was like the thing for a lot for a while. Like, ooh, getting closer, getting closer. Or if you win or you don't win, you're going to get fired. That was pretty silly. And now that's not happening. Uh, I, I think that. In August, I felt around Missoula that the general vibe was that the Cats were going to kill the Grizz by 50. Yeah. And the Grizz fans definitely. were like, what's going on? And now I think the Grizz fans are back to being pretty confident. And uh, I was in Bozeman over the weekend, and I felt that there was a lot of confidence on that side too, but maybe a little bit leery only just because I think that they had such high expectations this year. A lot still out in front of Montana State, but if they lose, they're 8-3, and three and they're going to be like the 7 or the 8 seed. And I think that would be considered probably a – not not as good as what you thought, no, given it, what you got on your roster. I think that's exactly it. I think that there was a – like, if you think that you can go undefeated and you're clearly not undefeated, 
Yes. You have like some hesitation. Montana State fans as a whole have always had the a little bit of like a, oh, you know, we, we don't like the Grizz or anything, but they're real damn good. And then, there's, you know, the classic kind of traditional Grizz fan is like, the Grizz are amazing, you know, screw the cats. It's kind of like always been, so to, in Bozeman this week, there was a little bit of like, do you think we can do it? And it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, of course you can do it. I think like, it also <laughs> broke people's brains because I think that the, the first month or so of the season, everybody that watched the Grizz, Grizz followers, Grizz fans, Grizz haters, unbiased analysts like us, we're all like, this is team's just not good. What's going on? They weren't. Yeah. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't great. Yeah. But I think Bobcat fans were like counting down the days. Yeah, they could definitely. They come to Missoula and win by five touchdowns. And then it was like, oh, 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 that's not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. Yeah. And so it went from like a shoe in to now, oh, these are actually two of the three best teams in the whole country. For sure. And the the one thing I think that there was hesitation from Montana State fans that I got, the only piece of it, I guess, rather, was... But the Grizz are hot, man, and it's true. They are. Yeah, it's true. And how important do you think that is for? Bobby I think it's Howe's huge. Team? I think it's huge. It'll settle down, but it's how they won last time in Missoula. Yes. You score on the second play of the game, and it's just like goes nuts, right? Like things just change, and and it, it, the whole dynamic of the game changes because of how you start the game. By the third, middle of the third quarter, like it's a football game. Things settle in. Like it's going to be a good matchup. They're both really good teams. But I think that momentum can really help early on. I think especially defensively for the Grizz. You come out, you get a sack on on second down, and you throw a pick on on third down, and all of a sudden the Grizz are party on the pile, and you go down, score a touchdown, you get the ball after half, that kind of thing. Like I think that is where the momentum of being a hot team plays in. But as we've already kind of said, Colter, I think that they're not. I wouldn't call these evenly matched teams because their strengths and weaknesses are completely different. And, yep. and they, I don't think that that's a, one of the things that's unique. Um, but I do think that they're both really good teams. I think they are both really good teams. And I think they both have played really, really well in the month of November. The Cats have certainly bounced back after uh, stubbing their toe against Idaho. And uh, the Grizz have been unbeatable and, and unbeaten since they lost uh, at Northern Arizona. We're going to get into the betting part of this here in just a minute. We're not going to give you any picks or anything like that. We're just going to analyze the line. But one thing that I thought that, I want, that I've been waiting to talk to you about is, because you're so good at diagnosing this stuff, The and Brent Vegan was so good at, at breaking this all down as well in his press conference on Monday. And I asked him just about like the fundamental changes of the Grizz defense, and especially on the back end. The Grizz front is still the same. They run a six-man front. It's a 3-3-5. They bring pressure from all the linebacker spots. They've been rolling the linebacker guys through. But on the back end, they're running way more different coverages. They were running nothing but quarters. Man, man on the back end for, for four years. That's what they were doing. Now they're running all sorts of different combo coverages, zone coverages, fire zones, all sorts of stuff. They also roll their safeties. I thought Mike Ryder pointed this out, and it was uh, uh, something I hadn't considered. They roll their safety so often and so fluidly that I think that also confuses opposing quarterbacks. I think that's what really got to Sac State. I agree with you, yeah. It used to be that they all the guys were playing different spots, but now they just have like new pairs go in. The nickel, Trajan Cotton and TJ Roush's spot, they rotate a little bit, but mostly it's just Cotton. Yeah. But the, the two, like the free and the strong safety are more traditional looks now because they don't have a guy that's an alley runner anymore. Even though they let Ryder Meyer run the alley a little bit, but it's, it's a... a combination of Nash Vouch and Garrett Graves and Ryder Meyer and Jackson Lee all and the, 
Jackson Lee getting better has been huge. Jackson Lee, well, and of course he got better. He had to sit behind the guy that never came out of the game for the last couple of years. Imagine that. And so now, you know, now he's he's playing and he's really turned the corner. Yeah, good player. Ryder Myers getting a chance to play. He's played so well. He's he's ahead of Graves. Graves yeah. is still a good player, but Ryder Meyer's the guy that's the dude. Like the starting guy has been Ryder Meyer for every single week. Yep. So rolling those guys is, is key too. But I, I just think that there's. I think that the number one reason the Cat run game had such a huge advantage against the Grizz defense is the Grizz defense was so aggressive but over aggressive, and the way that the run fits work, it was all about eight guys creating chaos and only three guys making tackles. The Cats leave multiple guys unblocked every play. So all the Cats had to do against the Grizz was get to one guy and get to the other guy. Like Brent Vegan said, the free hitters. Well, the free hitters used to only be Dante Olson, Jace Lewis, and, and Robbie Houck, or only would be Patrick O'Connell and Robbie Houck. Now the free hitter is based on way more fluid run fit. I think that's I, I do think that's a thing that you know people ask, are the Grizz gonna run a different defense? Are they gonna adjust against the Cats? I don't think they have to because they've done that throughout this year by changing the fundamentals of their run fits in this scheme. hundred percent. Yes. You you asked me to break it down and you did it perfectly. Uh, the <laughs> one thing no, no, it's 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 really well done. The the one thing that I would want to bring to people's attention is because people ask me a lot are the Grizz going to have to run a different defense? It's the thing I've been yeah. asked the most about from, from Montana State fans. And I say what you just did. They already do. Yes. They don't run a 3-3-5. They run a 4-2-5. The edge right. guy, Riley Wilson um, and Levi Genicaro, play on the edge. Right. They don't play stand-up in the box stacked like they right. did the last couple of years. They play on the edge. It's a 4-2-5. They rotate more linebackers, but like especially on – after first down, those guys are on the edge. And that's what makes him versatile, too, because Braxton Hill has been going to both spots. He can play both. He's been playing in the middle yeah. and on the outside. And when they move him to the outside, then they can bring Flink and T- Tyrrell in. Tyrrell in, yeah. And those guys are both yeah. good. They're- and Flink is such a good run defender in the middle. Like He's he's just a really sound tackler. He diagnoses it really fast. Um, he gets downhill. He's just surefire. Like he's, I've always liked him, you know, but he's a really, really underrated guy. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving. I totally agree, man. I boosted him up. Our Montana maids, SkylineSportsMT.com, one of my most arduous and uh, and time-consuming but favorite projects very of the good. year. Very Every good. year yeah. is coming out. We got Andrew Houghton reading it right now as we record this here on Thursday afternoon. But it's all about all the Montana guys. But I we, we, we kind of tear them out by the guys who are the stars, the guys who are the starters, the contributors, and then all the other guys that are on the roster that are still kind of waiting their turn. And I bumped Flink up into the stars category. Yeah, man. totally. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I, I like I wrote, he's a, in the stars category because of the way he plays, the mm-hmm. reckless abandon he plays with, plus just the proficiency. Sets and, the tone, man. And, and, but the, the proficiency and quality of his tackling ability. He is one of the best tacklers in the league, period. For sure. And, that, and that's, and that's uh, just as, as easy as it gets. So uh, I agree with you. I don't think the Grizz need to run a different sort of scheme because they've changed so much. It's the, it's the ba- same basic base package with a whole bunch of new f- wrinkles within it that are all based on personnel. And that, in a nutshell, is what has made this Grizz team far exceed expectations is they've actually started coaching and scheming on both sides of the ball 
to their personnel. Definitely. And the coverage is difficult though. They are running pretty much everything. They don't run tons of cover too, but they will run two high safeties. And, and in the run fit, as you explained, it used to be that it was funneled to two guys. And it was really that, that Robbie Houck, that safety spot was, yes. was only more or less a run defender yes. unless they were in man coverage. And that's definitely changed. The thing that we can never shy away from, and it is it is the make or break thing. It's the thing that can win the Montana Grizzlies a national championship, and it's the thing that can allow them to you know beat the Cats this weekend or lose both of those scenarios. Is very very few teams in the country, let alone at this level of college football, are willing to blitz eight twenty five times a game. They'll they literally there's just plays where they're showing pressure with seven guys and they bring all seven and they explode the pocket and the quarterback is on the ground in two and a half seconds. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's re- that's really unique. Like teams will do it once or twice a game, not 20 times a game. And they're not shy from showing it either, especially on passing downs in long situations. And it's like, yeah. it's what you think of the Grizz as when they're really like getting after it and they're partying on the pile and the North end zone's going crazy. That's what like we all nostalgic, but it hasn't really been like that. It's growing and growing, but like when you mentioned Dante Olson, it wasn't like that with Dante Olson. Really, they brought pressure. Chase Lewis, guy that they could bring pressure with, but it's not like it is right now. The ability to rush the uh, to rush the passers is just it's next level. Brooks Nuanas here on uh, ESPN Radio. Nuanas now. It's our all football all the time. And I heard after the Sac State game, what what happened to Sac State's quarterbacks? Well, it's very simple. Montana brought the freaking house, and Sac State's quarterbacks didn't want to get hit, so they just got rid of the ball too quick, and they had nothing. They either had to check it down or just let it fly because they weren't trying to get avalanche. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty easy. So, Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to Alpine touch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's tailgating season, holiday season, also right around the corner. Great gift idea. I got one for you. Alpine Touch. They have great gift packages. Visit alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch got some a whole bunch of variety of spices you can use for both the turkey and the prime rib. It's money. Go check out alpinetouch.com. Okay, so last question on the sort of broad scope of this, and then we'll get into the, the, the betting number. I think that there's all sorts of fascinating narratives in this game, but to me one of the most fascinating is the narratives around the coaches because Brent Vegan has been unbelievably good at Montana State. The One of the one things that's missing is a win in Missoula, and Bobby Houck was the guy that was talking smack about the Rivalry. I mean, he won't even say Montana State. He calls him the neighbor or Bozeman. But if he loses this one, he's 6-6 six and six against the rival and will have lost, what, four out of five since he came back? Break that part down for me. It sure is interesting, right? I mean, we talk a lot, Colter, about respecting your opponent, uh, in-state recruiting, a lot of different narratives of this game has to matter to, to Bobby Houck. And sometimes he acts like it doesn't. It does, though. There's just no of way. Of course it does. But if it does, you can't go four and five. That's right. Or lose four of five. That's right. So at some time, like, the priority of it, I know it matters, but it, it has to matter more <laughs> if it can. It has to not just be another game, right? Montana State has never treated it like that in, in the Jeff Cho, uh, Brent Began era, right? Like, in the last 10 years, let alone likely in their history, but in the last 10 years... 
they talk about it as the most important thing that's ever happened to any of them. And I just hope that, uh, I hope that for Bobby Houck, because I think it's what the fan base deserves. I think it's what his team deserves. And of course, internally you can do that, but at some point you're being the face of something. You have to market it well too. You have to, you have to say like how much it matters and how much, you know, call them by who they are and, and identify the players and, and, and want to win that game. It is an interesting dynamic. Um, Brent Vegan, while very, a very hard nosed, tough coach, it, he, he doesn't quite have the personality that Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate have to where they really can get in a street fight and just go all out brawl. Brent Vegan's not like that at all. He's just kind of like, well, no, I'm not into that. Let's just, you know, let's, let's, let's X's and O it and let's, let's go, let's go execute, you know? And right. I know he's tough. I know he's tough. I know, but he's like the hoist Gracie where he doesn't need to punch you in the face because he's just going to outmaneuver you and then choke you out instead. I agree with you, but if you are tough and you have the X's and O's and you have the culture and you do play physical football, at some point you got to win this game Missoula handedly. It's true. It's like, that's how you put the stamp on who you are. You know, that's how, be, how you become and leave a legacy like Jeff point. Choate has, like Bobby Houck has for the first part of his tenure and how it's, I think, tarnished the second part in ways. Not fully. It's not like it's end all be all. They're making sure. the playoffs, winning playoff games at home. I mean, like, but it matters for both of them very much. I think it's, it's one of the outside of the records, outside of the conference championship race. I think it's for the, that reason we just said, it's as big of a Cat Grizz game as there has ever been. And I don't think that's hyperbole. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Anode Designs you can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. More on the Big Z Breakdown. You just heard an excerpt from Nuanas Now, all football all the time. And uh, we jumped into some of the uh, the betting stuff around this rivalry game. I want to keep on analyzing the rivalry game. We talked about some of the schematic changes on the Grizz defense and how that might aid in at least helping slow down the Bobcat run game. We also talked about the narrative around the coaches in this one. What other matchups do you think are key matchups in this? Like when you break down these, these rosters, uh, what are you looking at? What do you think in this rivalry game? Well, can I at least just get out my take that I've been telling everybody yes. that it's just like the take that needs to be heard? Yes, please. If Montana State wants to win, yes, they play Sean Chambers. It's not complicated. How much? Just a lot. Exclusively? No. Primarily. Just a, just a lot. Primarily. Primarily. I agree. 64% of the time. I agree. Yeah. I just think that like, I think that the Cats are heavily favored if that's the case and that has nothing to do with Tommy Malott I just think that Tommy Malott and Sean Chambers should combine for 30 carries yes and Montana State should sh- throw the ball 15 times that's right they should run the ball 60 times and that's those right. two should run it 30 times I think that's right and I think that Sean Chambers should run it 20 times and Tommy Malott should run it 10 times and I think that that is the winning formula the two games 
Chambers played well against uh, South Dakota State. 20 carries, 95 yards. That's what Bru- got knocked out. Yep. Just a bruising game, you know, and they were in it. Outside of that, Sean Chambers didn't play against Idaho, right? He was a little bit beat up, maybe. He had two carries. And that's the only time that the Cats didn't really look great this year. Um, and that, again, has nothing to do with Tommy Malott. I just think that if you have the weapon, ride the ponies, right? Like, if you have Sean Chambers. So that's my take off the top. If you're the Grizz, that same kind of... Uh, I guess you would call it the formula applies where if the Grizz can run the football this week, that's right. I think that they have a real good shot. So number one factor into limiting the cat run game is can the Grizz you run gotta be able to run the football? And they right. have been running the football, but they haven't played the cat front. They haven't played Brody Greeby, Sebastian Valdez. Like people are like, well, what about like Sac State's front? You're like, this is a different thing. This is much is different. 100%. This is different. What about uh, what about uh, Ferris State? I'm like, dude, Ferris, so that's, State's, Ferris State's front is the only comparable one. The the fronts in the league are just not that good. Idaho's front subpar. Portland State's front all freshmen. Sac State's front Jet Stanley's good. The rest of them, eh, pretty average. Like you look at all the the fronts, the defensive fronts in the league. Both the teams that are playing each other in this game are going to face the. That's actually not true. The Cats have faced South Dakota State has a better as good a better front than Montana. And the Grizzly face Ferris State, who has, I actually think, one of the best fronts I've seen so far this Yo, year. Yo, who was the big transfer from U- USC or number eight or nine or whatever? Number eight from Illinois. He was re- Illinois. He was legit. I mean, man. he's getting drafted. He was legit. He'll be a draft. I mean, he might not get drafted because of his character issues. But like, legit. The dude is a top, fifth, he's probably a fifth or sixth round pick. For sure. If he wouldn't have got kicked out of Illinois. We digress. But I do think that this is going to be the stoutest fronts that either of these teams have played in a while. A DUI is a serious charge, and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. The Grizz offensive front has gotten better. Yes. They've been able to run the ball successfully. Yeah. I like the, the rotation they've been using. I like when they get Osmo in the mix. They lean on Eli Gilman. Yep. They run the ball with, with Clifton McDowell, who's, who's a big big dude, right? Yes. Like They've had success with the quarterback run game. Sean Chambers is bigger than Clifton McDowell. That's wild, right? Like Sean Chambers is a big dude. Clifton, For sure. Clifton McDowell is a similar style player, though. Like They, they yep. have they share characteristics. does not have any of the top-end juice that Chambers has. But he's, he's a bull, man. Like In the hole, he's not something you, you want to mess with. No. If the Grizz can run the football, I think that there's a real, they got a real good shot. Yep. Will they commit to running the football? Will they, will McDowell be able to settle in and make some shot plays, but not get too outside of himself and just know that controlling the ball is the number one way for, to keep the Cats from scoring 45 or 50, like we mentioned in, in the last segment, right? Yep. The Cats can score 45 or 50 on anyone, including this Grizz team. They can't do it if you take the ball out of their hands. So that's the most intriguing thing to me, Coulter, is what does the Montana State defensive front look like against a reworked, improving, now what we I think we would both consider a fairly good Montana offensive front. So that's the biggest matchup to me. I, as I mentioned with the quarterbacks, I think that the strength of the Grizzlies is on defense. I think the strength of Montana State is obviously on offense, yes. their ability to be powerful, run the football, but just such a high octane offense. Yeah, really pretty unique and rare to want to run the ball 40 or 50 times in a game and still score 50 points like that's a rare thing like they run the hurry up into like the triple option it's pretty wild yes um so that's obviously i think like the no-brainer but i think it's more important to see if the grizz can run the football because that is i think honestly probably not their only chance but i think that's their best chance join town pumps pump it up rewards plus program and never pay full price for fuel again Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. 
Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit TownPump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. The Battle of the Brawl, or whatever they call it. That's what Clifton McDowell said after the uh, Portland State game. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was, I, I found it concerning, but. Is it concerning? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I think it's exactly, I'm like, there's two sides I'm of that like coin. I'm like 50 50 on it. I think that it could actually be a huge, uh, not a huge advantage, but I think it could be an advantage. I think it's great. I think it's exactly, you're either on one side or the other. You hear him say that and you go, oh no, this guy doesn't understand this. Like, doesn't not understanding it actually help him, though? I, I, given I, like what he is, what kind of player he is? I don't think so. I understand the what you're saying. If you don't know, we've talked with him. We've seen yeah. him yeah. with his helmet off and street clothes. We've talked. We know him a little bit. Like I understand what you're saying about the style of player and person he is. I think like kind of nonchalant. Like I'll, I'll run it. I'll run it back against anybody. I don't care who we play. We want to play USC. We want to play the Grizz. Whatever. Like let's just play somebody. I'll, I'm down. Ready to play. I'm, I'm down. I'll play. I'm not scared of anything. Like I, I like that too. Just when he said it, I was like, oh man. Oh, it was funny. It's a. Um, Colter being on the sidelines, staring down the barrel, right? I always, I always say it. Um, this level of football, I preach this a lot. It, it is a very, very high level of football. Not Cats and Grizz. I'm talking about Division One football, whatever you want to call it, the FCS, the FBS. When you're close to it, man, these dudes are huge. They are so fast, and they absolutely bang. Like, it is, it is beyond the contact sport. This is, like, I played. I understand. I've seen it up close. I've done it. I'm on the sidelines these days, and I'm watching it. It isn't. It is amazing. And Cat Grizz is another level. The level of banging, especially the first quarter, is just. There's really just nothing like it. So to say you're not prepared for that, you got some. You got some finding out to do, and maybe it'll work out for him. I just know that when I heard it, I said, "Ooh, I. I'm not. I don't like that very much." Yeah. When it comes to the Grizz offense, I totally agree they got to run the ball. The, the offensive line has to hold up because it's the best defensive front they've played since Ferris State. And certainly, I think the Cats had the best defensive front in the Big Sky Conference, period. You could argue the country because of the depth. Because of the depth, for They sure. have eight guys that can truly, truly play. Yes, they definitely do. Nine or ten. If you start getting crews, I mean, they go, yeah, it's deep. For sure. The Grizz offense, though, has run the ball well. And then McDowell, keeping plays alive, getting out on the edge. And then that lets the receivers make plays. What do you think of that? part of the matchup junior bergen keelan white aaron fonts if he's back he was out last week with an injury but if he's back or, or sorry rockinelli those guys versus montana state's secondary montana state's secondary has talent there's guys i really like i do too rylador's playing at all uh really high level he's ball, he's balling dude drew drew polidor's playing at a high level except for he's got a the broken never hand, yeah. never broken ending. fingers yeah i mean he keeps getting the cast keeps getting bigger and smaller and it's never the same size and it, that's it's a weird, like a couple fingers yeah. yeah i've seen it without it and yeah yeah uh, Simeon Woodard has been banged up. He's their best corner, but he's been banged up. I mean, he's two on the depth chart this week. Andy yeah. Powdrell, the freshman, who I think is going to be an unbelievable player. He's a star. Uh, he's he's the one. You know, and then Miles Jackson was their other guy, but then he got flipped to nickel, and they've been back and forth between Lavelle Price and Miles Jackson at nickel. And then, uh, you know, on the other side, John Johnson, number four, he's been good. Um, I'll give you my brief, and I'm going to throw it back to you. Yeah. I. What I want to get to with my evaluation of Montana State secondary is I like so much of the talent and so many of the pieces. I love Rylan Ort. I think he's playing at such a high level. Really just, you don't say, I don't want to say I'm proud of anybody. I'm proud of guys 
I really I love to watch a journey where a guy has potential. He hits some road bumps. You just wonder. It's like it may not just happen for that guy, and they just persevere and they ball right. Like it's awesome. We talked about it with Jackson Lee a little bit. Like guys yep. that just hang in yep. there. You got all the talent in the world. Look at the body. Look at the run. Look at the uh, the fit. Right, and then you're just like, God, is it going to happen? And Rylan Ort is just like playing at such a high level. What I'm getting to is that I've been a little underwhelmed by their secondary. Just kind of generally, it happens when you have so many stars everywhere, right? There's like for sure with like Nolan they, Askelson. They also, is, they also play a very definitive style. Like Brett Vegan said it last week. He said, "Yeah, Eastern threw for some yards against us because most people throw for some yards against us." That's, that's what they not. That's what, what they want. Yeah. That's not how you're going to beat us. That, they're fine. If with we that, shut right. down your run game, you're not going to beat us. If we out, it's about it's about the plus minus in the run game as much as is the proliferation of the run game, right? Definitely. If the Cats rush for 300 and they hold you under 100, they are winning 100 percent of the time. Definitely. What I'm getting to is that. When and there's, it's easy when Valdez is playing well and Askelson's balling and it's easy and, and Ort's playing well. It's easy to be like, I don't know how high level the corners are playing right now. It's easy to get to that. Or they're throwing for some yards, empty yards, empty calories, whatever you want to call it. I've been impressed in the last four or five weeks with Montana's receiver. They obviously have talent. I love Aaron Fonts. I think he's a really good player. Keelan White, I mean, really, really good player. And then Junior Berger, who we argue, Coulter, that if you get him the ball enough, he's, he's likely one of the the most dynamic players in the entire country yep. with, with the ball in his hand. Maybe the best. It's one of the best punt returns I've ever seen in my entire life. Same thing goes for playing the slot. So what I'm getting to is, have you been surprised by Montana's ability to throw the ball to that receiving core? And do you think it could be a secret advantage in the game? Absolutely. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Bozeman and Belgrade. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports. One little note I got to make on why I think it's actually really hard to evaluate the cat secondary for one simple reason. All of the guys that aren't the safeties all wear single digit numbers and they're all the same size. They're really so the same size. Who, who it is, is what? I struggle with I can't tell it you too. how many times but, I look at Andrew Powdrell and it's number one or John Johnson. It's number four, four and yeah. it's rolled yep. over. No, I do you don't too. know which one it is. Like during when, when, John Johnson had the pick six against Sac State. I was on the other sideline. I thought it was Powdrell, and then Definitely. I tweeted that it was Woodard, and it's neither one of those guys. Definitely. I agree. Every, Lavelle Price is eight. Miles Jackson is six. Powdrell's one. Woodard's nine. John Johnson's four. Polidor's two. They all wear single-digit yeah. numbers, and they're Simeon, all between like 5'11 and, and 6'1, 197 pounds. They're yeah, all 185 pounds, yeah. Yeah. Woodard is the one that's played the most, and I just recognize his face the best. Right. But like, yeah, I struggle with it too. I totally 100%. agree with you. Um, do I think it could be a secret advantage in the game? Yes, because I think the fundamental difference that the Grizz have made on offense is putting Clifton McDowell out on the edge and trusting him to improvise and make plays, which has been such a rarity in Bobby Howe coach teams forever and ever. The quarterback has rarely given any ability to actually freelance and like keep a play alive and then you know throw to somebody that's not it's not a designed inside post. It, it is just oh, Junior Bergen stopped on a dime and went that way, and yeah. Clifton McDowell Definitely. threw him and hit him. I mean, that's how they beat Idaho. They play backyard football, basically, with it's McDowell running honestly around. the only time that he's really actually a, a, a good passer of the football. Right, and, yeah. but that but it, it is his strength, and that's it how is. they've also mitigated that fact. That adjustment has helped them mitigate their biggest weakness on offense, which is pass blocking, because they can just let McDowell get out on the edge, and they don't have to form a pocket. 
They can just be more Definitely. fluid on the offensive front. I think it is an advantage because for as I, I think Montana State has a lot of depth and talent in the secondary. I don't think anybody in the Big Sky has the talent to be able to take away all three of those Grizz receivers. That's why you've absolutely. That's why you've seen one of them rise up. If you take away Bergen, one of the other two guys absolutely. has a chance to go off. Absolutely, They've all three had hundred yard games over the last six weeks, and it's because I mean sometimes it, Bergen's totally feast or famine, right? Like he's got three hundred yard games in conference play, and the other games he has like two he doesn't for seven. Touches the ball once on offense because the other team decided we're taking him away. Yeah, you have to. It's kind of the you, you have, have to. to. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then Fonts and White are going to get going. Definitely. So I, I do think, I think that's actually one of, in terms of personnel, one of the biggest mismatches that the Grizz have. I agree with you. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Missoula. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Grizzly Athletics. But what you just said, and, and, you know, this is all speculation, right? But you talk about Cliffs McDowell not understanding the rivalry or maybe be a little nonchalant about it, right? Sure. And then you get a guy who can really only improvise to throw the football, can only do it outside the pocket. To me, that looks like an opportunity for Montana State to capitalize on defensively, sure. right? I, of course, that's like pretty low, low hanging fruit. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Uh, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. That, that would concern me if that is the one of our biggest edges is – Hopefully this guy that may not really understand it improvises well enough. Like, uh, you know, yeah, that's a putting a lot on his plate. That's why they're so lucky that it's at home. If you're the Grizz, you're so lucky this is at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Uh, I can't – I don't know if we could emphasize that enough. If this is in Bozeman, that's a tough draw right there. Because to me, we can talk about the Bobcat run game versus the Grizz defense. That's a huge matchup. You can talk yep, about great the matchup. Grizz. Yep. You yep. can talk about the Cat secondary versus the Grizz receivers. You can talk about – you know, the, the Grizz offensive line versus the Cat defensive front, all that. To me, the number, the two most important elements of this game from an on-the-field player's perspective is Clifton McDowell, first rivalry game, but he's at home. Montana State, Tommy Mallott, Sean Chambers, how they handle the noise. Yeah, absolutely. Because if Tommy Mallott gets spun out and they don't make the, the decision to go with Chambers, that's bad news for the Cats. If, yep. if, if they can find the flow, though, they roll. They can't. Nobody can stop them. You can't stop them. No one can. Yeah, you can't stop them, especially if they get going. And and that's why I say that that's why if you have Tommy Malott only, there's no Sean Chambers in this equation, and, and the, the Cats are still exactly what they are, and Tommy's playing at a high level. Like, obviously, he's one of the most important, if not the most impactful player in the game. The fact that – how do you deal with noise, Coulter? You snap to the quarterback, he tucks it under his arm and runs. It's true. Like – you don't have to do much to deal with that. Like, there's no, where do I go? What's the decision I make? You yeah, tuck I it in. I, I guess I've been misexplaining this sometimes this week. I don't think the Cats are going to have trouble with the noise, per se, like in terms of, like, at-the-line checks because they don't do that. I just mean, like, the momentum of the atmosphere. Get, Tommy Mallott is like a – he's a thoroughbred, man. And when the, when the racehorse is rolling, he's never going to lose. And Ever, when he gets yeah. spooked, yeah. you're running around yeah. crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the thing. 100%. You just can't let him get spooked. And, and the thing is that there's no reason it happens to him, really. Like, it's not like he gets shook. It just, like, something kind of just goes off for a second, and it's just well, – it can that, be disastrous. The one thing that's so uh, such a credit to Tommy Mallott's maturation, too, though, is that – Pretty much, well, every time that I can think of so far throughout this season, 
if that's happened to him, where it's only really happened gotten, like once this year, but he, he gets back, he does. back locked in. Though. Yeah, he does for sure. It used to be that that would be slippery slope for a whole half. Sure. It, that's just kind of that possession, but right. it, it has happened once or twice this year where a little squirrely, it's like, whoa, get, draw him back in, you know, ran him back in a little bit. Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Any other key matchups in this one? What do you think of the, the special teams? Well, I think, I, I think that Montana State's Brennan Hall winning special teams player of the year of, of, sorry, of, the, week. of the week last last week with six punts over 50 yards, four of them inside the 20, um, and Junior Bergen being the, the, the best punt returner um, in the Big Side Conference in the last 15 years. I mean, since Mark Mariani. I mean, and I think he's Jerry better. McGee. Yeah. yeah, no, sure. I mean, I think, yeah, right. You could name a bunch of uh, – Jerry Lou McGee was awesome, right? Um, dude, Junior Bergen with the ball in his hands on a punt return is is the most it, – it is, it, is, it is the biggest difference maker, I think, that you can create at, in the FCS level. I think it's it, – I agree. If he gets a clean, even like a run at the punt, and he has it fully in his hand, yes. it is like a 50-50 chance of, of going to the house. Yes. It's like a 50-50 chance of having a 30-yard return. Yes. Like, so do they punt it to him? If you have Hall and you have the big leg, you kind of have to. Right. But, like, that's dangerous, man. And, I mean, the, you know what's what's scarier, too, is the bigger leg is worse almost. Oh, absolutely. If you kick it 60 yards, 100%. now Bergen's got all this space. I mean, yeah. he is so stupid good at chasing the ones that are oh, too dude, far just, and catching it over the shoulder and then spinning around. around. Oh, it's insane. It's actually like the way that he gets going gone almost it's like the number two way if it, the number one way is if it's on a short field they're punting out of the end zone and they can return up the sideline if someone bounces it to him you're toast yes for if, sure if he catches it running his on the bounce. number one way to house it though is if he if he catches it at midfield on the short side and he can return it up the grid sideline yeah, that's a touchdown every single it's, time it's it's a touchdown it's a touchdown because yeah. coach Alk will scheme up their yeah. sideline return yeah. like he always does yeah but then i think the number Two ways if it bounces, and the number three ways if you outkick it, and he catches it over his shoulder and then pivots back around. Yep. Because you're going to erase half the coverage team. You really do. Just yep. by him be running the banana clip, and he's just going to beat you to the side. I mean, the only team that has really – I mean, Taco Dollar is not in the same league as Junior Brigham, but Taco Dollar is a very good part returner. Very so good, for sure. Gonna, and he's back, good. and he's been he's been an impact. Like, they've been wanting to get him the ball. Yep. Both punters are really good. Both kickers are not. <laughs> They've had a calamity at kicker. I mean, yeah. The Cats benched Brenton Hall at, at, at field goal kicker. Casey Kotzman's two for two. Both of them were at home. Like 30 yarders, 35. No, they're both 41. Oh, were they? Okay. But but still, it, it, you know, kicking into the south end zone when you're up 57 to whatever against Eastern Washington is a heck of a lot different, different. than yep. that Washington yep. Grizz. Grant Glasgow was nails against Idaho and then completely lost it and got the yips and then got benched. And now Nico Ramos is in there and he was not very good last year. No, so he, the rotating kickers thing. Not great. I think that's going to be the huge deal is if they want to play field position, well, then what is field position determined by when you're talking about how close do you need to get? Like if you're marching in and you get stopped at the 25, if you're either offense and you got a 42-yard field goal, what are you doing? Like if you're Brent Vegan, do you roll Casey Kotzman out there for a 42-yard field think, goal? I don't, I don't know do. if you do. I don't but think like, you do. But like, do you really want to have a chance of going for it and not getting it? 
I think that you go. I think if that scenario on both sides, if it's under five yards, I, I think, think they right. both go for it. I think I think if it's like third and nine, or excuse me, fourth and nine, you kick it. You do. I think if it's fourth and two, I you, think if, you it, even if it's fourth it. and six, I think you're going for it. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and. and but if you're neither the of these teams have gone for it on fourth down, like like the yeah, trend that has become like that's now the thing. It's in the NFL. It's all over college. Yeah. Um, like there's teams like I mean, the Detroit Lions in the NFL, they go for it on fourth and six from anywhere in the field. And they go for it. They went for it against the Chargers five, six times. That's not really happening with the Cats or the Grizz. I, I, I think you might have to this game. There's a lot of things that make Montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. First top five matchup ever between these two teams. There are some circumstances there. Part of the reason they've both been really good this year. The subdivisions just diluted. It's just, it's just, it's just the truth. They've lost a lot of the premier teams over the last five to ten years. Uh, but for the outright Big Sky Championship, it's hard to to say anything but that this is a enormous, enormous game within the scope and the history uh, of the rivalry. So, I mean, anything else to add before we get you out of here? When you talk about, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I have a lot to add. Um, <laughs> the premier teams like leaving, like everyone wants to do, right? I just want to make a comment on this real quick. Everyone thinks, you know, Cats, Grizz, South Coast State, North Coast State, they got to move up. They got to be the big boys. Let's pour money into it. Bigger stadiums, bigger everything. Like, what do you think, uh, you know, James Madison, they, they moved up. They're like 8-0 this year, right? 10-0. Ten ten All those game games are going there. Well, what was your favorite game of theirs this year? That's right. What, what do you like about their roster? That's right. Yeah? You stoked on it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Be, just move up into irrelevance is what it is. Yeah. College D game day is going there. Congratulations, Dukes. I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, Cat Grizz is going to rock. I think that's all I really have to add. Uh, it's as good of a matchup. I don't care if it's diluted. Uh, the teams are really well-rounded. Uh, usually yeah. there is something like we talked about the kickers. That is a thing. But when you talk about 22 guys on the field, there's 22 really good players. Uh, the best, I don't really see like a weak player. The best part about it is if that's you, rare, if you, dude. If you go down the roster and you say, okay, who are the seniors on both these teams? Are they playing their best football right now? They all are. Every single all of them. guy that's going to start in this game for both sides is Peaking. playing their best football 100%. right now. 100%. That's awesome. So awesome. Yeah, there's usually like, and sometimes when we look down the 22, the starters, right? Or like, let's call it the 30 contributors, the yep. 42. We'll say like, of those, there's one or two guys that maybe aren't complete stars or uh, that might be a little, and they might even go out and win a Cat Grizz game. Like yes. there's guys that have caught touchdowns that are the sixth receiver that win the thing for you, right? But this year, I don't think there's guys that are going to step on the field that aren't prepared, playing at a really high level and are talented players. I mean, there, it's, even our concerns after Northern Arizona with the Grizz, right? They lose that game. We have concerns preseason of like, it's pretty good offensive line. You're like, I don't really know if it's that great of an offensive line. Teams that get better and gel uh, as a team and then are playing their best football at this moment, that doesn't always happen, and it's happening on both sides. Pretty, pretty unique. When it comes to the, the seniors from Montana in this game, a lot of times we see guys have like these truly out-of-body experiences, right? Like Josh Hill is a great player. He played like 
outside of his mind in that 2019 game, right? Brock Coyle, 2013 in, in Bozeman, his Just hometown. Balling. I mean, you can't ball harder than that. You, <laughs> you literally can't ball harder than that. And we've seen it across the board so many times. I mean, Logan Jones, for all the great games and plays that Logan Jones ever made, run for 170 yards and three touchdowns against the Grizz, you can never take that away from Grant that Collins guy. played so well Grant in Collins 18. played oh, so man. well in 2018. Yeah. Tucker Yates, Chase Bald. Benson, Bald. all those guys in that 2018 game. Yep. You know, on down the line. Sometimes the, the Montana guys that have the most on the line are the ones that want to lead the day. Like we saw that in 2019 when like Mitch brought and that group of guys, Josh Hill, Braden Conkle, yep, yep. they just ramshackled the Grizz. Yep. No one thought the, they were going to do that. The Grizz were, that was before any of the chinks in the armor had come to the surface for the Grizz. That Grizz team had just killed Weber State, like all, left the quarterback dead on the field. Yep. And then they come in and they get walloped because those Montana guys had so much desire. We saw it in 2021, though. The, all the guys on Montana, Sammy Kim, Smart Torrey, those guys did not want to go out. I mm-hmm. guess Torrey had already transferred, but like those guys did not want to go out without at least one rivalry. Yep, yep. That dynamic, what, which side which side has more? I mean, you look at the Grizz with you know, Garrett Graves and Nash Fouch and Braxton Hill. And, oh, uh, I get to Tyler, Tyler Flink. Tyler and Flink. Get to the man, Braxton Hill, right? Like, who's going to play better? Like, he's, these gonna guys are going to play at such a high level. And then and you got Nolan Askins and others. Who side, I've, right? you know, and just to be completely honest, I have been critical at times of, I thought Nolan Askelson was so good so early. I was always wondering, like, is he, he's, just, he's a, 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 a 90. Is he going to get to a 95? I keep, like, wanting, is he going to be, play like Callahan O'Reilly? Is he yeah. going to be Grant Collins? Different player, yeah. right? But And then he's just, right now at this point of the season, he's just absolutely balling. Yep. Played so well last week, right? I mean. It's a draw, right? It's a draw. The one thing. Bro- Brody Greeby's going to be going to be tying people up. I mean, ed- the one little edge. I don't know if it is an edge, but the one thing is that this is the last rivalry game for all these Grizz guys. It's not the last one it's for not, most yeah. of the Cats. <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple seniors. I, but the junior class of the Cats, they operate like they're seniors. Definitely. Like Greeby and Tommy and all these guys, they operate like they're seniors. Is Ort a junior too? Ort is a junior too yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the Cats' best players are juniors. Right, right, right. So... Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. That's a that's a that's a good point though, Colter. If you got on the Montana side, especially that whole linebacking crew. I mean, all those dudes. Have, I mean, Braxton Hill yeah. and Levi Janakero are gonna and Tyler Flink are gonna be willing to die on the field. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, we mean that in a in a totally romanticized, non real way. But it's and we be, both knocked on wood. They're gonna be safe and healthy, and don't worry, it's gonna be awesome. It's man. gonna be awesome. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. We we don't ever really give predictions, but I actually think that this is among. I, I'm not ready to say it's the biggest rivalry game ever because I do think like when the Cats come into Washington Grizzly Stadium and beat the Grizz in 2002 to beat the defending national champions and snap the streak after losing to him for 16 years definitely, in a row. Definitely, yeah. Even though the magnitude of it coming into it, like that was an enormous <laughs> Daenerys McGee and Massive. the Cats coming into Washington Grizz and winning in 2010. Yep. Huge. Huge. You know, but like Brock Coyle and Jordy Tripp going out on top by beating the, the Cats in Bozeman or the, the Grizz 
beating the, the Cats in Bozeman when they were number one in the country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, all of those things are, they, they all have huge ramifications. But in terms of the unpredictability of it and the fact that the winner is the two seed and the Big Sky champion and the loser uh, is still getting a buy in the playoffs, it uh, doesn't really get much better. Yeah, and for the people out there, I understand the fandom and I love it and I, I'm with you because obviously I've poured my entire life into this more or less, right? Step back on Saturday or maybe even on Sunday when you're reflecting Drop the hatred and just be, how how could this go wrong? It can't. It's going to be, no matter what happens, it's an amazing thing yes. for the state of Montana. It's awesome whoever wins. It's great for whoever loses because you got a freaking chance to play in it. What a big deal. Absolutely. And the best news for whoever side comes out on the losing side, we saw two years ago, you, you get whipped in this game, you still go to the natty. Both these teams are going to the playoffs. Both these teams got buys. Both these teams still have everything out in front of them. This is just the next step, the next block on what should be an unbelievable journey. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, Brooks Nuana. Is anything else to add? God, this is awesome. Can't wait for it, man. We will have, well, we already have so much coverage at SkylineSportsMT.com, but we'll have plenty more throughout the weekend as well. Check it out, SkylineSportsMT.com, every day, every season. Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana, and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gem located in Anaconda, Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close... The Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course a gem of the treasure state located in Anaconda, Montana. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, and oh baby, might be a big game on Saturday. Ty Gregorak joining us as he always does here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. He'll also be on the call for the 122nd version of Montana and Montana State. It'll be broadcast across the state of Montana and across Big Sky Conference country on MTN. That's scripts for outside of Montana. Coach Ty, thanks for joining us, man. I mean, holy cow. Outright Big Sky title, top five matchup. Probably a top two seed on the line. I don't really know if it's ever been any bigger than this. Well, they're all big. I mean, they're all fun. I mean, it's Shoot, it's Christmas, Easter, Halloween, Fourth of July, all in one week in November for for the Treasure State. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's insane when you really think about it. Mostly because, like, I mean, I think everybody knew Montana State was going to be pretty good. I mean, the preseason favorites to win it. And shoot, a, a month ago, a month ago, they wanted coaches gone, and I mean, you know, Montana, you know, just it was not clicking on all cylinders, and all they've done since is get better every week and we're playing good and they're, they're I mean they're the number three team in the country for, and they should be I mean they should be you know so it's it's awesome man it's uh it's going to be awesome I, it was already going to be awesome but man it, you know and just just it, you know the home teams have you know essentially dominated the games the last few years and so so many storylines we don't have enough time to talk about it in the 30 minutes we're going to talk Coulter it's it's going to be awesome Let's start with just the atmospheres because that's been something 
that's ebbed and flowed over the the modern history of this rivalry. You coached in twelve of these things, and uh, sometimes the home field advantage was enormous. Other times it was negligible. I mean, there, there was a time there where the road team won most of the time. I mean, the Grizz won in Bozeman, I think, like five or six times in a row, but the Cats won in Missoula three out of four times as well. So explain that. I mean, sometimes it's a big-time advantage. Sometimes it's it's not at all. Uh, yeah, and absolutely not to correct you, but I actually coached in 15 of them. 15, that's right, because you had 12 at Montana and then 15 at, or three at Montana State. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah sir. So we got – got to be a part of 12 victories. And, and as I told our production crew yesterday, I, I started naming the three losses. And I said, guys, I remember the three losses way more than the 12 wins. I mean, it's just, it, it's that type of game, but yeah, I mean the, the atmosphere, I mean, both, both plays, I've always held Washington Grizz into you know, such a steam. I think it's the best venue in all of FCS. I think it's one of the best venues on the West uh, at all levels. Um, and that's, I mean, I just did a radio show today here in, in Bozeman with, with our guy, uh, Dave. And I, I said, zero offense to Bobcat stadium. Bobcat stadium is great. It's, it's a great venue. There's, they're selling out I mean, 20 straight sellouts now. And you know, the new, the new facility and the new jumbotron going to be incredible, but Washington Grizz is special. I mean, it's just different. It's special. I mean, and, uh, I, 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 I do, I think there's an, I, I do. I mean, even, even what you just said about the records and, you know, I think, I think it all depends on the year and the team and, you know, I, th- I think this Bobcat outfit is pretty dang good on the road, you know, really. I mean, they, their two losses this year are, are on the road. Um, but, no, man, I mean, I think it will play a part. You bet. I mean, that's going to be a fantastic crowd. It's supposed to be a decent weather game and in terms of the brawl. It's not going to be, you know, 10 degrees and frigid. It's going to be – aren't I seeing that the right way, Coulter, about mid-40s? That's right, yeah. I think, the, uh, I think the Hyatt kick is about 46. So, yeah, should be uh, should yeah. be pleasant. A lot better than it's been in years past. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Seems like it seems like just being a part of these for so long. It seems like it's either really, really cold or or really nice you for know? sure, and, and 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 not a ton of in between, you know. So, no, nah, I, I mean, you're right. I I, I think that the, the the home crowd it's got to. I mean, it always plays a part. I mean, it's uh, it's part of college football, but. I just think I do. I do believe this Bobcat team is is mature enough and veteran enough and coached in a way that they'll be fine on the road. That being said, I mean I just mentioned it. I mean three three games in a row now. You've kind of got a small sample size of what the home team has done. I mean last year in Bozeman, I don't think either of us would have said that outcome was going to happen. You know, two years ago in Missoula, that I, I didn't think a very good team on its way to a national championship was going to go just essentially lay an egg and fire their quarterback and watch him walk out of the program and let the emergence of a freshman uh, from Butte happen. But, yeah, man, that's why they play the game. And, God dang, how lucky are we that we get to watch it and talk about it. Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. 
Well, let's talk about the the coaches in this because they this game. I think one thing that's I think you saw both coaches were Bobby Houck didn't say shit if he had a mouthful yesterday. That's not that surprising. Coach Vegan was very confident and, and talked eloquently for forty plus minutes uh, in his press conference. But I do think that one part about this matchup that I enjoy. This is what's great about them both being in the top five, both already being in the playoffs, both already having likely playoff buys secured, is that nobody's coaching for their job. Win, lose, or draw. Both these guys. Are, uh, they're secure in where they're at. Sometimes that's such a huge factor because for better or worse, I would say worse, a lot of times this game plays so much into job security. Neither one of these guys is coaching for their jobs. But let's talk about Brett Vegan's side of this thing first. I think when they lost in Missoula, a lot of people were freaking out. Hey, okay, this guy can win, but he doesn't know how to win against the Grizz. We missed Choate. Well, then he righted that last year by whipping the Grizz as bad as they ever got whipped. But this is a, an ultimate one because I think people still have lingering memories of, like you said, the the egg they laid in uh, Missoula last time they were here. So, uh, what do you think of just what this means for Coach Vegan? Well, you're you're right on, and and you got to understand. I mean, you know, Je- Jeff Choate went off to you know bigger and better, greener pastures, slash five hundred thousand dollars to coach inside linebackers, but the guy never lost to the Grizz, right? That's right. I mean, I, I, you know, I got, I, you know, the, the, the tr- trader, trader act, whatever they want to call me. You know, I never lost to the Grizz either. I got to win three, three in a row and two of them were in Missoula. One of them they happened to make a dang documentary about, you know? So, uh, I, I think you're right on though, man. That's a, that's great perspective. I mean, you know, he's one for one laid, laid an egg, if you want to call it that in his first year. And, you know, then, then you start, then you start questioning, you know, does he really understand the rivalry? Does he really know? Hey, the guy played at North Dakota state. He understands rivalries, man. Uh, but, but I do think, you know, this is year three. They've got a very good team. They've been good. Um, but one, one, one can, one can ask, you know, and just from talking about these coaches, you know, which team, which team is getting better every week and which team is, you know, kind of staying the same or, or you, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it, it's tough to tell with some of these games, like, like Montana state needed to co- go out and just dominate Eastern last week, which they did. I mean, that was a dominant win. I know they had some, you know, a, a score late and what, whatever, but I, they dominated Eastern. And, and uh, so I, I think it's an excellent point by you. And, and this is, this is a big game for coach vegan and staff because they have a good team. They've, they've proven to have a good team. They, they've had nothing but, success as, as, as the head coach and staff here. Now, now it's, you know, kind of go prove it, so to speak. Well, then on the other side, Bobby Houck went 5-2 and two against the Cats his first time around as the head coach of Montana, including winning four straight 2006 through 2009. And that was when, uh, you know, Montana State had made a little bit of uh, inroad in the rivalry w- with Travis Lule and Mike Kramer, but then Bobby Houck really took it to Rob Ash. Uh, in 07, 08, and 09, and, and took a four-game winning streak on his personal resume when he went down to UNLV. But now, since he's been back, they lost in 2018, lost in 2019, won in 2021, and lost in 2022. So he's just one and three since returning, and uh, that makes him six and five overall. So this one is to stay above 500. Crazy that you would say that about Bobby Houck because his reputation as a cat killer his first time around was was so entrenched. But I think even though Coach Houck has such an unbelievable resume, I mean, 124 wins and counting, and you know, almost 100 games above 500, pretty pretty darn impressive in terms of the winning percentage. He still, I think he needs this one big time to solidify that the Grizz are on pace and keeping pace with Montana State. If they don't, 
even if it's been a, even though it's been a great year with nine wins already, I think there's a lot of scuttle going around about how Montana State continues to lap the field and the Grizz within the scope of the rivalry. I, you're you're on your game this week, man. It, it must it must be cat Grizz Grizz cat. Loved your perspective yesterday. Like let's just call it the rivalry or a game I for mean, sure. <laughs> the brawl of the brawl of the wild. I live in a city for God's sake, not 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 the jungle. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, but another good point by you, man. Like, I mean, God, you, you, now you're getting me fired up. You're right. I, I mean, where, where I think it's a, a, as big of a game as it is for Coach Vegan and crew, this might be a bigger game for Bobby Houck. You're right. I mean, it, it, so you're saying with a loss, he'd be one and four since his return. That that's right. Game? And he'd be even six Dang. and six in 12 matchups. Wow. Yeah, man, that's, uh, <laughs> that is, uh, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it, but yeah, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, mostly because too, like things were things were things were not great a little over a month ago, and you know, people are like, you know, have we had enough of this guy? And then and then he just starts coaching his tail off, and his staff's coaching his tail off, and the kids are playing their tails off, and now they're winning games, and they're a top five team in the country, and it it's kind of sadly all for not if if they don't win this game i mean this is this is the game i mean john cooper recruited me at ohio state you know and the guy the guy had like a 750 percent win percentage and they fired him you know why Coulter? because he could be michigan right you know so you got to win these games and and yeah man i mean they're not going to whack coach Hauk. i mean but um (laughs) yeah going back to what you you were saying earlier too, isn't it funny how you know this time of year coaches are getting hired and fired and 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 people are already talking about these two guys moving on and yet they've still got a, a league con- a conference championship to play for, postseason to play for, and now the Boise State's open and San Diego State and you know all these rumblings. It's just so stupid. But anyway, yeah, excellent point, dude. Bobby Coach Alex got this is a big game for Coach Alex as well, for a lot of reasons. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. A ton of reasons. And I think that's the what's so fascinating about this game in general is how much the memories and the momentum from this game carry over into the remaining month of the season and also into the following season as well. I mean, I can't help but think that the way it went down in Bozeman last year with the Cats just running roughshod over the Grizz and the Grizz looking all out of sorts and then looking completely dysfunctional and then straight quitting, I can't help but think that then colored people's opinions of what happened down at Northern Arizona because you saw similar dysfunction and similar sort of, uh, you know, not being able to rise to the occasion and guys just kind of tapping out. I think those things went hand in hand. But that's where I think that this program for the Montana has turned the corner because Bobby Houck said, no, 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 those are not connected. We're not going to go down that road. This was an anomaly. We're going to get back on track. But it's just amazing, Ty, how much this game and what happens in this game colors people's opinions about players, coaches, and just narratives uh, even into the, the following season. You're right. I mean, and, and last year was ugly. And you know what? I mean, people, people forget about it with all the good things going on. But they kind of – I mean, they, they played 
poor enough to, to lose that first round. I mean, they, they, they were kind of lucky enough to get in. And then, uh, uh, God, remind was it Southeast Missouri or um, – oh, I can't – Yeah, SEMO, Southeast Missouri, yep. SEMO, yeah. But, I mean, like, SEMO was kind of taking it to them a little bit at home, you know. And, yeah, I mean, the NAU game, I mean, I'm sitting there watching it in Ogden before the, the, the Bobcat game going, oh, my God, that, that's just bad-looking ball. Bad. This is a bad ball. Um, so, but, but listen, they, they, a win for either side, a win, you, you, you forget a lot of those things, man. You just do. You forget, you forget how poor they played in, in, in Flagstaff. I loved your perspective yesterday because a lot of this week, it, 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 the fans make it about themselves. All right. It, it, and, and frankly, it, it can become flat ugly and, and uncalled for just a lot of stupid nonsense being spewed back and forth because ultimately the coaches and players that actually coach and play in the game, there's a mutual respect for one another. Do, do, do you hate each other for 60 minutes, last three and a half hours on Saturday? You bet. But there's still a mutual respect. And, you know, people just don't understand that. And so all, all, I, was, all I was saying was, you know, some of the hard feelings throughout the season, uh, you know, from both sides, can, can easily be, be forgotten with a, a victory in this game, man. I mean, it's just, it's that type of game. And, you know, if, you, if you're a fan on either side, the expectation is to win it. And if you don't, then they're going to start talk, talking negatively about you and all the things you're doing wrong. And both teams have had great seasons, you know? So anyway. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Well, uh, let's talk to some memories real quick because you and I are going to jump on a Zoom with Ben Creighton. So, by the way, you can find that. Ben Creighton's been doing the play-by-play with Coach Ty there on MTN uh, for the last couple seasons. And uh, Ben's a great play-by-play guy. But I wanted to just get his perspective on this whole thing. So he and I and Ty are all jumping on a Zoom here in about eight minutes. And uh, you can find that on our Skyline Sports uh, MT YouTube channel or on SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll also play it on Nuana's Now, the daily radio show on ESPN Radio as well. So uh, we'll, we'll have that coming up here in just a little while. But, I mean, Ty, what are the memories that stick out to you the most? I mean, what are some of the indelible plays or moments or uh, just narratives that come from this game that, that you've been a part of over the 15 times you've coached in it? Yeah, 20 years ago, 03 was my first, and I'll never forget. Uh, I think I t- maybe told you this story, but I knew this was a great rivalry when uh, at 23 or 24 years old and, and just a young assistant, I was getting just yelled at by Bobcat fans. And Bobcat, I was putting on chapstick, and, and I was putting on chapstick because it was freaking cold. And I just, some dude just laced into me. I'm like, okay, okay, this is a good, this is a good, this is a good rivalry. Uh, um, I mean, you can't not mention 08. Was it 08 where we came out in the throwbacks? That's after, right. After war- yeah, I mean, that was as electric of a, a crowd as I've ever seen in my life, let alone at Washington Grizz. I mean, we came out in maroon and silver for warm-ups, coaches and players. And then, and then when we came out for game, it was the, the, you know, the, the copper and, and the place went nuts. And people forget, they actually, they, the Bobcats, like first or second play had like an 80-yard run 
Yeah. And we, then we we held them to a field goal. And I think, I, if I remember correctly, that's all they got that day. That's it, right. Yep. Like field goal, it was 35 to 3. Yep. Uh, 2011, I mean, shoot. There, there, this is an awesome, awesome game, but it, it's so much fun to win on the road. And 2011, if you recall, the Mighty Bobcats were ranked number one in the country, and the Montana Grizzlies were ranked number seven, and we took it to them that day. Um, they're all, I mean, they're all fun. I mean, like I, like I was telling you uh, a little bit ago, I was talking to the, you know, Marty Morning with Jay Cohn. We, all of us were on the same call. And I'm I'm talking about things from oh three, oh five, and twelve. Right. <laughs> my, my the three losses that I was a part of, and because they stand out. I mean, two, 2012, we weren't very good. I mean, we weren't very good. I mean, that was after all the craziness that happened over there and Delaney's first year. And we I don't know. We I think we played three or four quarterbacks that year because Jordan Johnson was was you know his going through his situation. Thank God we got him back the next year, but. We weren't very good. We still scrapped with them for a while. I'll never forget. God, what year was it? I was so mad at Delaney. So it would have been thirteen or fourteen. We were we 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 had them. I mean, I call it the seven for seven game. We had seven takeaways, and they ultimately got seven points. But we were, we, I'm like, coach, do you know when the last time one of these teams was shut out, like like a, like like zero? I mean, it'd been since like the early '60s or something crazy. And, you know, Coach Delaney, I love Coach Delaney, he's such a good guy, but, you know, play everybody. Everyone's got to play, meaning like his grandson and, you know, kids that maybe shouldn't have been on the field. And sure enough, they scored it late. Uh, but, my goodness, lots of fun memories, man. It's, it's, I think you said it yesterday. It's the best rivalry. I mean, with all the nonsense in FBS football anymore, it's, this is the best rivalry in college football. And and anyone can fight me or argue uh, with me on that. This is the best rivalry in college football, period. Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. And so the last thing for you then, how much of that do you think is just because of the people that make it up, particularly all the guys from Sunburst, Montana and Fairfield, Montana <laughs> and all across the great yeah. state of Montana? It's the, you're right on, man. It's... I mean, it, almost almost every year, both programs are made up of at least fifty percent of, of of the squad as Montana boys. You know, ranging from walk on to low partial, mid partial to a full scholarship, whatever. I mean, whatever. But you're right, and I can't wait to highlight those young men on Saturday from Montana who maybe they had an uncle play or a dad play. Nobody play. They just, they, you know, they, 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 they love the program. They're from there. Yeah. I mean, Sunburst Montana has kind of become a, a catchphrase and, and, and really it's because, I mean, they're, they're, they're sm- I mean there's Candace is from Roundup, Montana population, 1,742. That's a, that's a city compared to Melstone, Montana. I mean, it's 15 times Montana. as big. It's hilarious. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's why I've done what I've done over the last couple of years is because it's like, and if and if you're from out of state and don't understand it, whatever, I don't care. These guys are from small little communities, and it means so much to them. 
that's what makes it special, man. It, it, you're right. It's awesome. And, and how lucky they are to, to get to go do it for, I mean, for some of these guys, a lot of, a lot of impact players, this is their last go at it on both sides, you know? So how lucky they are and how fired up we're going to be to get to talk about it next week. And if we're talking next week, I know it's Thanksgiving. Oh, and we're theory, talking next week. Don't you no, worry. Well, uh, but in theory, I mean, I, I think you've said it, the pundits, the prognosticators, I mean, Win or lose, they're they're both seated, right? I mean, they both should have a, a have an off weekend and get to enjoy Thanksgiving a little bit. And uh, God, it's Tuesday morning, and I'm getting fired up, Coulter. Let's go talk to Ben. Let's go talk to Ben. He's Ty Gregor. I can find him each week here on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. You can also find him on YouTube and on ESPN Radio this week as well. We're going to go check in with Ben Creighton, but thanks for doing this one, Ty. Thank you, my friend. See you soon. I'll see you in Missoula. Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana, and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gem located in Anaconda, Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close... The Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course a gem of the treasure state located in Anaconda, Montana.